This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. By now, we've all heard about Education Minister Stephen Lecce's latest offer to Ontario teachers. He has promised to back down on proposed class size increases, which would put average class size for high school at 23 students in 2020-2021. He also said students will be able to opt out of those controversial e-learning courses. At least one union, the Ontario English Catholic Teachers Federation, said it's willing to accept the 1% salary cap and it is back at the bargaining table. However, Ontario Secondary School Teacher Federation leader Harvey Bischoff is not on side. He says the offer has no merit, calling it a, quote, amateur stunt, among other reasons, because his bargainers at the table had no idea this was coming. So, first of all, here's what Lecce has to say. Well, what I've said is yesterday that many of the uh, federations knew, and we've confirmed it uh, this morning, uh, that in fact the classroom size averages of 23 have been well known. In the case of uh, the Catholic Teachers Federation, they've known since February 24th, for example. Okay, joining me now, Harvey Bischoff, President of the Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Yeah, thank you very much. So, um, th- why is this uh, offer, uh, why does it have no merit? Well, it's not an offer. Um, it's, a, it's an announcement at a press conference. Uh, an offer is something that's put on paper and, and uh, you know, uh, passed across a, a negotiating table for us to look over and, and ask questions about and, and perhaps counter-offer. So this is, you know, um, unfortunately this minister seems to uh, view everything to do with this as uh, an opportunity for engaging in political optics. And really it's a much more serious than matter, matter than that. This is about quality of education. It's about bargaining and and he should he should just step back from the from the sort of PR stunts and and instruct his team to negotiate in good faith assuming that it would be put in writing and and in front of you at a table i mean in terms of what's actually in there is is there any merit to those proposals so look 23 is better than the 28 they originally proposed um, an opt-out on e-learning is better than absolutely mandatory e-learning. There's a lot of questions left to ask because, uh, you know, it's much more complex than just those simple matters. Is he still proposing that there are no caps on any class size in the province? So setting aside the average number, is he still saying any individual class can be as large as the number of kids you can, you can stick in a particular room? Um, you know, how is that going to function when it comes to e-learning? Is he still saying that the class size for e-learning should be 35 students, which is, you know, concerning in terms of uh, their access to the supports that they would need if they if they uh, don't opt out of those courses? Um, so there's a lot of discussion left to be had um, with, you know, with uh, unquestionably the gap having been narrowed somewhat. Um, you're sounding more conciliatory today than I, I have in the past. Are you willing to get back to the table based on this? 
I'm I'm willing to if the government signals that it that it is prepared to engage in flexibility at the bargaining table. If they're saying that these things that they've that they've put forward are absolutely bottom lines and there's no discussion to be had on them when there's still lack of clarity on significant issues like class size caps, um, then then we're going to have a problem. I would hope that they, we would simply engage in the negotiations pro, uh, you know, process, a good faith negotiations process, which doesn't uh, involve the minister actually interrupting the talks that we had ongoing yesterday, no heads up to us through his representatives. I mean, it, at the very least, it's it's terrible form. It doesn't it doesn't it's not uh, conducive to a to uh, making uh, progress. So I, I'm happy to engage in good faith negotiations. Is it a problem that he himself is not at the bargaining table? It really isn't. I mean, very honestly, um, I you know I, I would expect that he would have um, a negotiating team that would um, that would pursue the mandate that's delivered by the minister. That's that's perfectly fine. Um, you know, uh, certainly I've offered to have uh, uh, you know offline discussions with them. Um, those have not uh, those offers haven't been accepted. Um, and so, so we proceed at the bargaining table, and that's, you know, honestly, I have no complaint about that. Okay. Um, you're still going ahead with a strike tomorrow, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, look, we have repeatedly offered to the minister, if he commits to last year's staffing ratios, um, that we would postpone any, any strike action. Um, he hasn't committed to last year's staffing ratios. He's still proposing, in fact, a loss of well over 1,000 teachers in our high school system, um, all of whom provided, you know, face-to-face service to students, all of whom, uh, or, you know, many of whom were uh, uh, providing uh, course options to students as well. Some had, had different roles where they, where they served students. Um, they're still not committed to uh, rehiring the support workers, who, uh, the education uh, uh, workers who were lost to the system this year, those who work face-to-face with high-need students. Um, if he wants to commit to those ratios, we'll postpone our action. Okay, I mean, he he uh, asked all the unions to back off the protest, the strike tomorrow, but uh, I guess that uh, is not happening. No, it's, it's not happening, not as long as there are still significant erosions to the quality of education on the table, um, and that, you know, that they have indicated that these are absolute uh, bottom lines, that's, that's problematic. Um, so... In terms of the, uh, the, the battle for the hearts and minds of parents and of taxpayers, uh, do you think that, uh, I mean, he's been saying all along that it's about the money for the union and also about keeping up your numbers of union members. How, how do you counter that? You know, he's been saying all along, he's been saying for months and months that 25 is the right class size. Had we accepted that? We would have done a massive disservice to our our students um, and the quality of their education. Uh, he's been saying all, all along that he's defending the interests of of parents and students. And when his consultation results finally got released against his will, um, we found out that in fact he's been doing the exact opposite. And he's actually been he's been pursuing ends that are exactly the opposite of what parents told him. Uh, they wanted in their very own consultation. So, uh, you know, I don't think parents are going to believe that he's all, you know, all of a sudden accidentally stumbled on his uh, his misplaced uh, principles at I, this but point. But I was asking you about the money for teachers, the 1%. Is, are, are, there's been I, another... I, I, un- 
Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought you were asking me about public perception of, of where public this perception, bargaining stands. Public perception of the fact that he says, okay, what he's saying is that for the teachers, it's about the money. It's about uh, that the fact that they want more than 1%. And yeah, there, there would be a way to test that. I mean, first of all, let's have bargaining at the table. That's how bargaining proceeds. Secondly, if he commits to last year's staffing ratios and no mandatory learning, that would uh, that would make for an interesting conversation. But he hasn't done that. He's still pursuing the erosion of quality uh, quality of education. Uh, he has for months and months and months. Um, been discrediting uh, my members' commitment to their students. It's disheartening for my members. Uh, it's frustrating for them. They spend every single day um, fully committed to uh, to the kids they serve on a face-to-face basis. These are frontline workers. So, you know, that inflammatory rhetoric from the from the minister is again unhelpful. Okay, uh, so tomorrow there's a big job action. Uh, do these concessions on his part move you any closer to a solution, or uh, is it uh, the same as before unless he, he, I mean, have you backed off on anything? You know, as I said from the outset, they absolutely move us move us closer um, to to some sort of resolution. You know, like I said, 23 is not as bad as 28. Um, and there's some, you know, there's there, the, the opt-out is better than no opt-out. So they, they move us closer, but they certainly, we're, we're not at the point of having resolved the issues. There's a lot of matters to be dealt with uh, yet. And I'd like to be at a bargaining table engaged in good faith negotiations to get those things resolved in a way that supports quality education environments. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Harvey Bischoff, thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Okay. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.